Hello and welcome to ROI, Relevant or Irrelevant, the radio show where events of history are examined through the discussion of books, journal articles, papers, and presentations. Then historians and history buffs ask the question, what is relevant or irrelevant in today's world? My name is Jay Swords, and this is the podcast segment of the show that's not broadcast on station KALA. Our guest for this 448th show is Toby Payone, director of the Great River Uniserve of the Iowa Education Association. And we're going to be talking about education and politics in Iowa 2022. Our history buffs are Rick Sweet and Ed Broders. And Ed, you get to start us off. Thanks, Jay. Realizing, Toby, that your area of expertise is K-12 through public education, but the Regents' institutions are also being severely damaged uh, and their reputations tarnished by the Republican Party and the legislature. Can you talk about that a little bit? About the Regents' institutions? Sure. They Part of it has simply been at the funding level. In terms, you know, not just the regents, but the community colleges I'll throw in there as well, because I'm actually very familiar with the community college situation here in Iowa. Um, You know, there are methods of funding education. You can get it through tuition. You can get it through state funding, through property taxes, sales taxes, et cetera. You can get it through federal dollars. But the primary uh, drivers of funding for higher education is through student tuition and through state and federal uh, financial support. And what's happening in Iowa particularly um, is you're seeing less and less financial support from the state government. And in order for uh, those institutions to continue operating, they have to get their money from someplace. So you've seen serious increases in the cost of student tuition, serious um, declines in the amount of support from state government. And the end result is an institution that has to rely on kids, if you will, college students, to to fund its basic programs. That's not a healthy situation for both the the institutions as well as the students that they serve. Um, You know, who's going to want to go to school and be be mired in six figures of debt, Uh, which is exactly what's happening more and more uh, for students. So it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, if you don't fund it, but you still need to operate it, the money's got to come from somewhere, and it's being taken away uh, from from something else. Okay, Rick. Well, I I, I was going to broach Jay's favorite subject, funding uh, private uh, schools in violation of the separation of church and state. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to the the funding question overall. When I was in college back in the 1840s, actually, it was the <laughs> late 60s or early 70s, the state provided 52%, I believe it was 52 or 53% of University of Northern Iowa's budget. So my tuition was copic. Uh, the last number I saw was a couple of years ago. I think it's down to 25, maybe less than 25%. And ergo, the... the uh, the inflated tuition that kids pay and go into permanent debt the rest of their life. But I'm wondering this overall picture of hostility towards education, 
they, they don't recognize that Iowa was one of the top educational systems in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, this is going to have an impact on economic development opportunities that the state is pushing so hard to bring in new industries, new jobs, blah, blah, blah. You know, again, uh, is there a linkage between this starving education and uh, the fact that we have uh, more jobs and we have people who can take jobs? Well, there's certainly a linkage between uh, the lack of funding for education and out-migration of people from your state. I, I was just reading an article in Realtor Magazine. Okay, It goes to real estate agents around the country, and Iowa is ranked eighth in terms of out-migration. So that means 42 other states have less out-migration than Iowa. If Iowa wants to become a magnet where people are coming into the state uh, for a variety of reasons, um, then you've got to make it attractive. What's making Iowa Attract, what can make Iowa attractive, in my opinion, um, it, it would be support support for strong public schools from pre-K all the way through university. Um, and all you have to do is drive. Um, I go up to Cedar Rapids every once in a while, and I always take the um, I uh, 380 corridor, which is booming right out of Iowa City. Iowa City is where the University of Iowa is located. Um, even though there's a lot of debt and expense in Iowa City, um, it's growing because that's where the, quote, brain power is. Um, they want to be around, you know, industries and such want to be around universities because they, they can tap into, you know, strong talent there. While you've got out-migration of places where there isn't that kind of investment. Um, it, it it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure the, this out. Um, Toby, I think I'm going to get the, uh, the, the last question here, and so I'm going to kind of come uh, to something that you talked about earlier. Uh, we watched the, the playbook that's taking place in Iowa be carried out to its fruition, um, in our state to the south in Kansas. Um, mm -hmm. And Kansas ended up with a disastrous result uh, after, I think, two terms, maybe three terms of, of this sort of, of uh, attack on public education. Um, and, and it's a playbook that we've, that we've watched, it, you know, the same thing, you know, first you, you starve districts, then teacher salaries go down, then you have a teacher shortage, then you eliminate, uh, licensure requirements and you allow just about anybody, uh, who, who's still breathing to teach in a classroom and, uh, and then eventually the system collapses and they're still very much in the process of trying to put those dominoes back those pieces back together again so can you talk a little bit about how voucher systems because that was very much a part of what kansas was about uh, about creating a situation where people would be driven to private schools out of public schools can you talk a little bit about uh, how that seems to be playing out in in iowa um, are there numbers that are sort of showing that people are moving in that direction? And then again, what does that mean for future? Are we headed to becoming Kansas? 
Well, um, it's probably easier to answer the second question first. Um, and I think we are soon becoming Kansas where there's just this divestiture of uh, uh, anything that smells of public anything, whether it's public education, public health, um, roads and bridges. You know, Iowa's 50th in the country in terms of the condition of its roads and bridges. Uh, we're dead last. Um, that's something that... Uh, Anybody who wants to invest in Iowa reads and goes, hmm, maybe I'm going to put my money elsewhere. Um, I, I hope we don't go down that road. Um, you know, it, the, the argument regarding private schools is somewhat baffling to me because there are, again, I'm looking at a map of Iowa right now, and there really aren't a lot of private schools out there. Uh, you look in some of these counties where, um, they, you know, they may have two or three school districts, public school districts, they don't have any private schools. So if you continually cut public education with the idea that, well, we're going to fund private schools, that's not going to help these communities. It's going to help some communities. It's going to help religious schools, um, Catholic schools, Baptist schools, whatever their religious affiliation. But the vast majority of communities in Iowa are not going to be supported. In fact, they're going to be hurt by school vouchers. So it, it doesn't make a lot of economic sense. But I don't think this is driven by economics. It's driven by ideology and playing to a political base. All right. Well, we would like to thank our guest for this 448th show, Toby Payone, director of the Great River Uniserve for the Iowa Education Association, who's been talking to us about education in Iowa politics 2022. The history buffs for today's show were Rick Sweet and Ed Broders. You can listen to ROI as it's being broadcast on Friday nights on KALA HD2 88.5 FM and 106.1 FM in the Quad City region at 9.30 p.m. You can also listen to the show as it's being broadcast on TuneIn.com. Put KALA HD2 in the search box and look for ROI. Many of our previously recorded shows can be heard at SoundCloud.com. Just put KALA Radio in the search, click on the first icon, and scroll down to find ROI shows. You can also find ROI on all of your favorite streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. ROI is recorded at station KALA, St. Ambrose University.